Hi, my name is Adam Bergman, and today we're going to discuss tips for buying real estate with a self-directed IRA checkbook control structure. This topic is uh, yet a, another segment in the podcast series uh, involving the subjects of using retirement money to make alternative investments uh, through a self-directed IRA or solo 401k plan. And today we're going to discuss a very popular question and, and topic that I get a lot from clients and prospective clients about things to consider when buying real estate with a self-directed IRA. And for my clients, real estate is probably the most popular investment asset class uh, that IRA investors are considering with a self-directed IRA. So there's a bunch of tips that I think are really important to keep in mind when someone's looking to either establish a self-directed IRA to buy real estate or someone who has an self-directed IRA actively uh, being invested in real estate and things that someone needs to keep in mind. Uh, number one, to keep their transaction away from the prohibited transaction rules and also be mindful of some potential tax uh, pitfalls. So let's start with the first uh, tip, and that's when buying real estate with a self-directed IRA, you want to make sure you're only using retirement money. So in the checkbook control setting, the way it works is a new self-directed IRA account set up. You'd roll your IRA funds tax-free, penalty-free to the new IRA custodian. While that's happening, a special purpose limited liability company or LLC is being formed. Typically, that's formed in the state where you're going to be buying your real estate investments. The reason is the state where you buy your real estate will deem you to be engaged in a trader business by owning real estate. So you might as well form the LLC in that state so you don't have to incur dual filing fees. For example, if you wanted to buy real estate in Texas, forming an LLC in Wyoming will force you to pay fees in Wyoming and then also file that Wyoming LLC as a foreign LLC to do business in Texas, requiring you to file an additional Texas filing fee. So my suggestion generally is form it in the state where you're going to be buying the real estate. So when you're buying the real estate, you want to make sure you're using LLC funds. And since the LLC is wholly owned by the IRA or IRAs, if there's more than one IRA owner, the LLC will buy the property. Generally, the LLC is managed by one or, or more persons. Uh, the case law, specifically Swanson, uh, very commissioner, 1996 tax court case, allows a disqualified person, such as the IRA holder, to serve as a manager of the LLC without triggering a prohibited transaction. So once your LLC bank account is opened at a local bank, uh, your operating agreement, LLC operating agreement, will uh, disclose who the owners are, whether it's one IRA, two IRAs, or more, who the manager is, uh, i.e. you, and some of the other uh, important terms of the LLC arrangement. And when the account is open at a local bank, the IRA custodian will invest those funds into the LLC in return for a 100% return or investment ownership in that LLC. So ultimately, the LLC is owned by the IRA or IRAs. And then you as the manager will simply write a check or wire funds to the seller of the property and buy the real estate in the name of the LLC. So if your LLC is called XYZ LLC, you would buy the property or take title in the name of XYZ LLC. You wouldn't take title as XYZ custodian of the John Doe IRA, but in the name of the LLC. That's one of the advantages of using the LLC. Uh, number one is you need to use IRA funds. So you want to make sure that the LLC is funded with IRA funds, uh, no funds from a disqualified person, i.e. you or any of your lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, cannot use 
funds from any of those persons or commingle personal funds or funds from those persons along with your IRA investment. So you want to take title and name an LLC, only use IRA LLC funds. No personal funds should be used from any disqualified person. Expenses, repairs, taxes, any, anything incurred with respect to the self-directed IRA real estate investment should be paid using the IRA LLC funds. No personal funds, no funds from a disqualified person. Yes, you can joint venture with a non-disqualified person, so a non-lineal descendant, a non-parent, a non-child, a non-spouse, a non-daughter-in-law, a non-son-in-law. Uh, bank, obviously, uh, you can borrow money, and we'll get to that in a second in terms of how the loan needs to be structured. But don't use any personal money or funds from a disqualified person. Uh, and that goes for any improvements, taxes, expenses relating to that investment, and, of course, the purchase. If you're going to need financing, um, i.e., you have 80000 in your IRA and the property is 100000 and you need to come up with that 20000 difference to buy the property, you have a couple options. You can borrow money from a non-disqualified person, so a bank, friend, cousin, aunt, uncle, colleague, uh, or you can do a joint venture, meaning you each put in a certain amount of money and take joint title in that property, as long as, again, it's a non-disqualified person, a non-parent, child, spouse, daughter-in-law. If you are using financing, it has to be non-recourse, meaning a non-recourse loan is a loan you do not personally guarantee. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a regular traditional mortgage does not work. And the reason is Internal Revenue Code Section 4975 prohibits an IRA uh, person or holder or disqualified person from personally guaranteeing an obligation of your IRA. And that is what happens with a traditional mortgage. You personally guarantee it, thus a recourse mortgage, meaning if you don't pay it, the bank can go after you personally. That can't be done with an IRA because of the prohibited transaction rules under IRC 4975. So the loan has to be non-recourse. Now, non-recourse loans are a little bit more difficult to come across because the lender takes greater risk. If you stop paying or don't pay or are in default, they only can go after the property. They can't go after the individual personally. So generally, you need to put down minimum 35 40%, uh, a little bit uh, more expensive to attain, certainly more difficult. And unfortunately, you're also going to have to pay what's called unrelated business taxable income, or UBTI, which I'll get into another podcast, but just for these purposes, it's a tax imposed on an IRA who uses non-recourse leverage. So if you had $80,000 in your IRA and needed to come up with $20,000 to buy the property, so you borrowed it from a bank on a non-recourse basis, meaning you did not personally guarantee it, the debt-to-equity ratio is 80-20. So for simplicity purposes, if you if the property generated $1,000 of property of uh, excuse me $1,000 of profit 20% of that or $200 would be subject to this UBTI tax since 20% is in relation to the debt used now you can also take into account depreciation and other expenses so you might be able to reduce that net taxable amount but the UBTI tax could potentially kick in tax rate can could jump up to close to 40% based off the trust tax rates so certainly something to keep in mind um, when using a non-recourse loan with an IRA to buy real estate. Uh, you shouldn't perform any services as the IRA holder uh, or any disqualified person should not provide any, any services to your IRA investment. That includes being a real estate agent, being the contractor, uh, doing anything active with respect to the real estate, the management services. Um, you should be 
simply as the manager of the LLC, buying the property, deciding what property to buy, uh, and really hiring someone else to do any other at work. The person you hire should not be a disqualified person. So it can't be a parent, child, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law. And some, the less you do, the better. The reason 4975 in the Internal Revenue Code prohibits a disqualified person, i.e. the IRA holder or any lineal descendant, prov providing services to the IRA. And since the LLC is wholly owned by the IRA, if under the plan asset rules, the, the assets of the 401k uh, or the IRA uh, include the assets of the LLC since it's wholly owned. So you want to make sure you're not providing any active services to the real estate uh, investment, for example. Um, this, again, is uh, a, a topic for a, uh, another podcast because of the details involved and the type of services allowed and disallowed. Unfortunately, there's no set of rules the IRS provides. It's really facts and circumstances. The, the regulations under 4975-6 clearly state that only reasonable and necessary services are allowed. Uh, so, you know, counting, legal, anything to keep the IRA or LLC in compliance is good. Certainly choosing your investment, what property you're going to buy. But anything more than that, anything more active should, should be left to a non-disqualified person. Certainly want to keep good uh, records of income and expenses. Um, again, IRAs are tax-exempt accounts, so you're not going to pay taxes on the income, assuming there's no unrelated business taxable income or you're not taking a distribution. Uh, if it's a single-member LLC, LLC owned by one IRA, generally no federal income tax return has to be filed or a state return. But it's important to keep track of the income and expenses because you're going to need to provide a value of your IRA LLC to the IRA custodian each year because the IRA custodian needs to complete and file an IRS form 5498, which is an annual valuation form. So keeping good records is important. Also, if you ever get audited by the IRS, you want to be able to show that the money, where the money went and the money wasn't used for any personal purposes. Of course, you want to do adequate diligence on what you're buying. You want to make sure you know what you're buying. Uh, you're using retirement money uh, that I'm sure everyone's worked really hard for, so you want to make sure you know the property you're buying. If you're investing in a real estate fund or, or giving money to a developer, certainly do your diligence on who uh, you're investing with. Uh, there's unfortunately uh, fraud out there, and a lot of uh, promoters or fraudsters are looking towards retirement account investors as a source of uh, funds for, for to, to further their, their fraud because there, there are so many uh, – it's so readily available, and people seem to be less – uh, or more risk of, uh, inclined uh, with retirement account with, than with personal funds. So you want to be careful. You want to make sure you know who you're buying the property with. If you go to closing, get a get a title, use a title insurance company, and make sure you, you know what you're buying. Um, and it's very important that ultimately when you're buying real estate, you're using only retirement money. There's no personal benefit being derived, meaning you're not buying house and living in it. It's clearly only for retirement benefits. So if you're buying the real estate and selling it, you're selling it to a non-disqualified person. If you're renting it out, you're renting it out to a non-disqualified person. If services need to be performed, they're being performed by a non-disqualified person. That, that's really the most important uh, uh, several tips uh, that I would give clients when buying real estate. Uh, again, you want to make sure that since this is an IRA investment, you don't want to commingle any personal funds. I've heard of, of people allowing clients to co-mingle, co-invest personal and retirement funds. I think it's highly risky from my conversations with the IRS. 
Uh, I think they feel the same way. Uh, the IRS can easily argue that the IRA funds are allowing you to personally make the investment, which is self-dealing or a conflict of interest. So it's something you want to be aware of. If you can't afford uh, the entire investment, uh, look to a non-recourse loan or maybe joint venture with a non-disqualified person or maybe don't do the deal. Uh, but you don't want to commingle funds. Uh, the rules are, are there to be followed. The risks are, are, are great. Uh, if you do trigger a prohibitive transaction, your IRA is deemed invalidated from the beginning of the year, and there's, there's taxes and penalties can jump as high as 100%. So you want to be extremely careful. Um, this is your retirement money. It's money that you've worked hard for. You want to maintain the tax deferral nature of it and, and let it grow without tax until you are retired or uh, and need the money or are required to take the money out in the form of required minimum distribution. Uh, this is Adam Bergman with the IRA Finance Group. I hope everyone's found uh, this podcast called Tips for Buying Real Estate with a Self-Directed IRA helpful. If you have questions, please email me at adam, b at irafinancialgroup.com. That's A-D-A-M-B as in boy at irafinancialgroup.com. You can also call me at 800-472-0646, extension 12, 800-472-646, extension 12. Or you can check us out at www.irafinancialgroup.com. Uh, Again, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I will uh, have a new uh, podcast, a new subject uh, that I'll be talking about uh, in the coming days. Thanks, and uh, look forward to, to the next podcast.